Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard, and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur. And I'm tackling what, for some people, is actually the most difficult and frightening part of property investing, social media. Now, I know it's not actually part and parcel of the property bit of investing, but if you want to use other people's money to scale and grow, social media is absolutely a vital tool. The problem is that there's no rule book that we can learn really easily and things change. The platforms change their algorithms, new platforms arrive, and it can seem sometimes as if the whole day is taken up with ensuring that you've posted on the right platforms with the right content and that you've got the current trend bang on. And do you even know which platform is the one for you? Well, we need we need social media to show the world what we're doing, ensure that investors can get to know, like and trust us. You know, this is the way they find and watch what we do. So they want to work with us. So hiding away, no, not an option. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin of the Get Savvy Club are working with property peeps so that they understand the needs of our marketplace, not just the wider marketplace. And I know many of you will have seen them present at property meets. And so we're therefore in very safe hands. No lip syncing or no natty dance routines needed. Welcome. Thank you very much, both of you this afternoon, coming and taking the time to talk to us about social media, which is so important for property people, although property people seem to have a complete barrier about it. You know, it doesn't really apply to us, you know, uh, we could get along without it. But there is this unfortunate uh, thing about properties that you need money. And the most important way of finding it is using other people's money. And that is where you two really are going to unlock so many problems for my listeners today. Now, before we go any further, for those who've never met you two from the Savvy Club, can you introduce yourselves and why you're so good at this? Anna, if you start. Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having us. Uh, We met, didn't we? Uh, we, We've kind of, I think we connected anyway, and we met at a property event that I was speaking at. Um, I think it was not not so long ago, but my name's Anna Geary, one half of the Get Savvy Club. what we do at the Get Savvy Club is we have a business, it's mostly an online business, and we help just property people use social media to get whatever it is that they're looking for in property. So like you said, a lot, massive percentage of the people that we help are looking for investors. So they want money. Maybe they've even, like you say, they've got their own money. They just need to get more money um, so that they can do more, more deals, scale up faster, or we help them get deals or direct bookings. So that's what we do. We do that through online programs. We have a podcast, Property Marketing Made Easy. And yeah, that's what we're all about. Me personally, uh, my background was in recruitment, but I couldn't stop meddling in social media. I've been on LinkedIn since it started. And because everyone kept asking me all the time uh, for help on LinkedIn, I had little LinkedIn courses that I used to do in my... um, in my offices that I ran and help clients and candidates do it. And then so it just made complete sense to kind of buddy up with Anita that has completely different skill set to me. I would say I'm more sort of on the sales side and more pressing about with social media, really. Pressing about, I say, um, 
experimenting with it, whereas she's got more the background in the marketing, haven't you, Anita? Yeah, what about you, Anita? Yes, so hello, Rachel. Um, yeah, so I'm Anita Baldwin, the other half of the Get Savvy Club. And um, so I guess mine was like a, a more traditional route. So I've always been in marketing and have postgraduate diplomas um, in digital marketing and strategic marketing, went into corporate and was like, you know, in that corporate rat race for 25 years, you know, had great jobs, earned a lot of money, did really well, loved it. And then suddenly you just think, God, is this it? And I had a few bad experiences in where you know change of management and people want to bring their own people in and you know all of that kind of thing and you kind of get disillusioned with it and I thought this and then ended up because I had children ended up part-time and uh, marketing jobs in part uh, part-time marketing jobs just don't exist the only way to get them is to have children and then request it and be uh, you know granted it so I ended up luckily enough to have a part-time marketing job and then just thought my children got a bit older and I thought oh, do you know I don't want to do this anymore I'd like to just work for myself but I'm not the kind of person who can just lots of people have a side hustle which they kind of get enough money so that they can give up the day job and I'm not good enough to do that really because I just ended up doing the shopping and walking the dog and going for a run rather than doing the side hustle so actually I kind of had to pull the rug out from under my feet and um, just resigned and didn't really have anything I hadn't built up a network or anything like that and um realized that I needed to go Gosh, network. Was brave. Yeah, it was yeah, it was well brave slash stupid. Lots of sleepless nights about how to pay the bills. And you know, you just like, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. But in a way, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention, isn't it? And I had to get out of my comfort zone and do stuff that scared me a bit. And I kept seeing Anna on social media all the time talking about networking. Knew I needed to go networking. So I thought, oh you know, I'll ask her by the local the best ones to go to. So connected with her and had a chat with her about that. And then just kind of realised I had to start marketing myself. And after 25 years marketing various products and services with sometimes millions of pounds worth of budget, actually getting out there and talking about myself and how I could help people was really scary and humiliating because I was a marketing person. So if you can't market yourself, you can't be very good at it. So I kind of had that double whammy and realised that I was really good at the behind the scenes marketing and that actually Anna was really good at the What's the opposite of behind the scenes? Oh, in front, front of the scenes. Front of front marketing. <laughs> in your um, face. In face. Gorilla marketing. In your face. Yeah, she was an in your face kind of person. <laughs> but yeah, getting visible, getting all the tactics. Of, and I thought, God, between us, you know, we could not only help ourselves, but we could help a load of other people who are just like us. And uh, so we did get Savvy Club, actually, as another side hustle that we, above and beyond everything else we were doing. And uh, it just took off because we realised that so many people needed help and so many people were struggling with either the side of things I struggled with or the side that Anna struggled with or whatever. And it kind of has just exploded from there and it's been a, a roller coaster. Absolutely. But but you're very clear because your mission statement, which I, I'm with my clients because I'm a strategist. Uh, I, I believe everyone can bumble about in property, but you'll never make really serious money without strategy and exactly the same from the social media point of view. Is it you, you know you've got to have a mission and a vision, and your mission is unbelievably clear, isn't it? You know it's um, you know, to help you primarily. You say that you help women, but it applies straight across the board. You know they're also not what they do, but struggle to get visible either because they don't know how to use social media to attract clients, faffs about too much. Oh my word, that's me. 
or struggles with confidence or imposter syndrome. And of course, there's the inevitable, if you're a carer, you put yourself last. And so your mission is to absolutely get out there. And if you fall into one of those bubbles, which you have to fall into one of those bubbles in reality, isn't it? You're the people to help sort them out. And so I was looking at really, all my, after I'd met you, Anna, I went away and I thought, well, you know, what sort of problems do my clients have? And I realised that they actually came into two very distinct groups. Either they've never done social media at all. What is this thing? How do I do it? If I you know, This is going to be terrifying. Or they may well be already quite visible on social media through their own job or something else. And they don't know how to switch and get into property head and be, you know, not have a clash. Would one of you or both of you like to sort of take one of those and, and go with how do they start? They, perhaps the one who's never done social media first. Yeah, I think um, we kind of specialise in people who, who don't want to do social media because if you've never done it, it's probably because you haven't needed to and you don't really want to. It's no. not your natural comfort zone. Um, and so we're not all about teaching you how to get on social media so that you love it and you become an influencer and it takes over your life. It's kind of get in there, do what you need to do and get out to get the results. And then when you've got to where you want to be, you can absolutely stop. And there are a few things that generally stop people from starting and it's like they don't know what to do or they just feel really scared or they feel like they haven't got anything to say. And one of the worst things you can do is think, OK, I'm going to post today and then I'll just find out what other people are writing to give me some inspiration. And then you just fall into comparisonitis and feel like oh. you've got nothing to talk about. Um, so what we realised super quickly, actually, was that it's not just what our job is. It's not just telling people what to do, but it's helping them find the bravery or the stuff. It, I'm just going to go for it or just that community that's going to help them to actually be brave enough to get out there. And we've got a few different tools we use, for example, the Savvy Self. So Savvy Self is about, you all, You probably all know about ideal client avatars and like personalising your ideal client so you can really understand them. But, you know, why not have, you know, an alter ego that is your brand avatar? So that is the person that shows up on social media. So everybody says you've got to get out there, you've got to be authentic, you've got to be yourself. And you do, you can't lie on social media, but you don't have to be your whole self. You can be a, a personality that so what is the person who shows up on social media what are their characteristics what are they like and how do they do that and then you person personify that alter ego and then you can just still be your private self behind that and so we've got various different tools to help people with the bit about not wanting to get out there because if you haven't done it by now the chances are there's something stopping you Yes, and I think it's possibly the fact that they're also worried that they've got to show their whole family and everything else and actually Telling the truth, I'm not that interested. Well, I know as a consumer, I'm not that interested. I want to know about them and their business. Am I, am I right there? Yeah, and you don't need to. You get to decide what you... It's actually a bit of a gift when they've never done social media before because they can put their hat on and think like, oh, this is like my business media. They can call it that. Um, and then they can like how they would walk in if they had an office job, how they would walk in and how they would show up to, to the people and the peers around them there is how they can show up on social media you don't have to you don't have to show all your holiday pics or I mean it's nice if you can get if you can show a little bit of yourself but obviously if you don't want your kids on there it's completely fine if you don't want your spouse on there it's completely fine but it's nice to show your hobbies and things you do just to so that you can see they're more of like a 3D type of person rather than just someone that broadcasts about whatever property deal they're doing. But yeah, if you are someone that's never done it, then actually I think sometimes it's a little bit easier. It's worse when people have been on it as like they've connected with friends and family and they've never had it with a business 
from a business point of view, and then they're a little bit daunted to start talking about property when they think, oh, actually, the women on the school run are going to talk about me because all of a sudden I'm not like just sharing this, that and the other, but I'm actually just talking about property and people will think, oh, you." people always think that somebody's judging you and the reality is they're just thinking about themselves most of the time. Uh, but it is that kind of fear. We, I always refer to it as like, you might have a sister-in-law that's going to watch you that's negative. I say that because I don't have any sister-in-law, so no one can get offended. But, but yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's normally somebody that you know, though. So maybe it might be like your mother-in-law, sister-in-law, somebody. And actually, you just need to get over yourself a little bit about that. But when it, when you talk about the other one, which is uh, when people use social media already because maybe they have a job, actually, when you drill down on it, a lot of the time people don't need to use social media for their jobs. Some do, and that's a completely different kettle of fish. But I must say, probably like, Anita, would you say like, we talk around all the property networking meetings in um, the UK, and I would say 80, 90% of the time, somebody asks like, oh, what if I already have a LinkedIn for my business and uh, I can't start talking about this? And um, when you actually drill down, they don't need to have that LinkedIn for that business. Some do, because some might have a sales job and actually a big part of their job is to use, like I, I was in recruitment, so... My job as a recruiter was to use LinkedIn to find candidates to fill the job. So, of course, I it would be a bit strange for me starting talking about property. But, however, you can still do it because you could see people talk about golf if that's their hobby. So, I would always say if you do need to use LinkedIn for your job, be honest with um, whoever you work for and say, yep, yeah, I'm still committed to this job. I'm just building this up because obviously my pension's not so great. So, just let them know you're doing it. Most of the time, they won't care. The odd time, they will, but mostly they won't care. And more often than not, you say, oh, do you need to actually use your LinkedIn then for work? And maybe they're in the NHS and they're like a head of something in the NHS. And no, the only reason they do use LinkedIn for work is if they wanted to find another job. So they don't day to day actually need to use LinkedIn. Um, it's just like a, uh, and a lot of the time it's mindset is, you know, if you've got a, is that something that you're creating in your head because you're actually scared to go out and use LinkedIn for your property stuff? Yes. And I, and I, and also I think we've, it's easy if you remember that if you're willing to actually go out on a wet Wednesday evening and go to a networking meeting, why don't you use social media, which you can do from the comfort of your own home? And regardless, and it, it can be so much easier in a way. But the other thing that terrifies people and probably doesn't phase you too is that there are so many platforms. Where does one start? You know, what is the difference between them all? It could be a full-time job, couldn't it? And and so yeah. we're not about being on all of the platforms. And actually, we're not even about paying to be on the platforms. So everything we teach is on the free platforms. So LinkedIn charges, I think it's like now about 80-something pounds a month. So it's not cheap, but you don't need it. We've never paid for LinkedIn. It's all the free one. And, and what we kind of say is that go on the one that you're going to get the most results from for the least amount of work because it's all about making it easy for yourself and don't have shiny penny syndrome leave that to Anna to have yeah. and look at what the latest platforms <laughs> are and we don't we don't teach all of the platforms so you know the new one that's come out threads we've not incorporated that into our training yet because we haven't worked out a way to do it really easily and, and get the results so we focus on the things that we know get the results and at the moment um, that really is LinkedIn so maybe have a presence on a couple of platforms and it's always good to have a Facebook presence because Facebook is a well-known stalker platform, isn't it? So yep. if we see you on LinkedIn and we're yes. interested in you, we'll look you up on yeah. Facebook and you've got to be consistent because yeah. if you're talking about something different there, you just make yourself look a bit dodgy. But in terms of, you know, reach and engagement and actual results, um, us and our clients are getting far more success on LinkedIn than any other platform. So if you're going to put your effort into something, put your effort into something that's going to get you results. And at the moment, that is LinkedIn. Yeah, especially if most people are looking for investors. So 
Yeah. Some, a, a lot of business people won't be on any other platform, but they will be on LinkedIn because they've got a business. So they need to have their business profile there. So they may be really busy running this logistics company. And this is all, oh, this is what property people get wrong. And it's not their fault. It's just how it happens. Is like you say, on a wet Wednesday, they go to their networking, they meet people there that are in property networking. And then they end up going to a training course where they meet more people in property networking. And before you know it, they've like connected with no end of people that are also in property. And that's no yeah. good because the people that are going to give you the money are the people that aren't some will you can collaborate obviously with people within the um you know well, you the communities. Yourself in a massively competitive environment yeah. haven't you yeah, yeah. instead of you have. fill your world with people that actually you're the expert in property then because you're the one that's that knows about property but you're you've maybe connected to a whole ton of people that own businesses if you're a guy that runs in a logistics company that owns you know like makes 500k a year just for himself and knows he needs he wants to do property because that's the next natural thing to do but has no time because the logistics company takes up 60 70 80 hours of his week just to keep that going and he keeps seeing you talking about these deals you're doing it's going to gravitate towards you but if you're just sat in and around other people that are in property then i mean because we we fill our world full of uh, property people because they're our ideal clients so you've got oh, a thing oh, ditto. Who, yeah and same with you yes. yeah so but um yeah but yeah they yeah, but the people in property aren't looking for other property people. But there, it is a vicious spiral that I see. And that's, they, they have a, they, quite often, I was looking at my most successful clients and they have not had the vanity matrix chip. They just don't mind how many numbers they appear to have as followers and everything else. Because to them, they just want the key people they can work with, which may only be 10 people actually. Yeah. Yeah. But if those 10 people are bringing them in millions of pounds worth of investment, they are happy. They don't have to expend extra information. And they are actually, they're out there, but they're not, well, dancing on TikTok, are they? Or, you know, this is the great fear, isn't it? They've been very careful about where they've been seeing and who they're following and who they're interacting with. So that's an amazing piece of advice. I think it is something very easy to fall into, which is where is everybody else? What are they doing? Am I part of their numbers? And it's nice and, to be surrounded by peers, isn't it? And like, because they might have is. ideas and whatever, but ultimately you need to get yourself around who who's going to be your client, if you like, who's going to invest in you. And, and you're right. We, we say to people, use social media till you don't have to, because we've got clients that, um, you know, they've used social media, they've got their investors, they don't really turn up that much anymore because they don't need to, because they've just got that... Absolutely. regular money coming in that they can use you're you're so right about vanity metrics as well because we our clients all the time will say just message us really excited because someone's just contacted them on linkedin said i've been seeing your stuff for a while i'm really interested in what you do can we have a chat i've got some money that i'd like to invest and they'll be like i don't know who this person is they've never liked anything they've never commented you know i've never met them uh, but they've obviously been watching me so you know we say for all the people that get a bit demoralized because they're putting posts out there and they're not getting the numbers that the influencers get which you know they've got a whole team behind them to get those numbers don't be demoralized because people are watching you yes now that the, the team behind you that's another thing i have a real problem when i'm going through my my clients work and i go well what, what are you putting out on social media and they go oh well, i have no idea i've got a social media manager mm. who does that you tick that box never uh, look at it yeah and you and so i then go right just a second well you're on the screen because it's all done by zoom and i look on their thing and i go you you know i'm looking at someone who i know is very vibrant very capable does amazing work produces phenomenal buildings and i've got bland bland and more bland yeah. coming through on the social media what's your thought about outsourcing something that's as vital as marketing uh, it doesn't work 
<laughs> if you, if you <laughs> like you've said there, yeah, they, I mean, there's loads. I mean, you know, I'm sure like we're hated on by social media managers, but ultimately social media managers, they are just, you're not their only client. They've got other people that they need to no. post for. They're going to log in. They're going to put out some generic crap. And then even if they try to get information from you, uh, they're not you. So they're just going to. And, and also they're not going to take risks either because they're not you. So they're just going to put out what's what's safe. And that can work to a point if you just need a basic presence so nothing's on there, but it's not going to get you to, it's like sending somebody that just happens to work where you work to the networking. It won't work as well, will it? Will it? We've all been to networking. Well, I did anyway. I know when I had a job when I used to go to B&I, you know, like if somebody was just being sent there on that cold Wednesday morning at 6 a.m., um, they'd turn up late, disheveled, eat the food, not really speak to anyone and then go again versus the actual owner turning up and uh, being there on that B&I um on that BNI morning. So yeah, it's, it's a similar sort of thing. And it's not even the social media manager's fault because that's they've just got like 10 other clients or whatever. You, you pay them, you pay them a few hundred pounds a month. They've got to have other clients. They're just doing the basics that they need to do. And, um, you know, it's on you really to check what they're up to and make sure that it's not bland and, you know, boring. And it, ultimately it's social media, not a broadcasting tool. You're not putting an advert in the paper like you might have done years ago. Yeah, that's a really good point. It, 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 if, it, if, it, if you are doing that, that is just basically a holding advert. Yeah. You know? And it's putting the onus on the other person then to try and find you and everything. Because as you say, and you mentioned... Because do they engage? Like, do they, Or do they just literally go, right, oh. okay, I've got to put three posts out a week for these. So they do that. Yeah. And then somebody might actually interact. And like, I bet you they never see it because they never go in because they've just left it to somebody else. And then they don't actually get the engagement. The engagement is just as important as what you're posting. It's a difficult yes. one because lots of people are busy and they, they want some help with this. They don't necessarily, they feel like they, it's going to take a lot of time. It actually doesn't when you get it sorted, but they feel like it's going to and they want a bit of help. But people buy people. And I think particularly in property where you might be looking for people to give you thousands of pounds with a return that's, you know, 6, 12, 18 months. So you've really got to have some no life and trust going on there so it's got to be all about you and no social media manager unless they're following you around 24 7 and really getting to know you no one can kind of communicate your personality and, and build that but we do have clients coming to us all the time asking us for help with that and we used to just say no can't do it can't do it so we kind of in the end relented and we do help people to do their social media for them but we do it in a hybrid way which makes it all about them so it's all based on video um so they have to provide us with i don't know um 40 minutes of video once a month we give them a questionnaire they just answer the questions and um we use our editing team to chop that into 10 to 20 short sub titled videos maybe 10 to 20 graphic posts some carousels and things like that and then we give them back to that so they they own all the content themselves and then they can use that constantly and that's all about them and it's building their know like and trust based on their passion their experience their knowledge just their personality and it's kind of a it works really well we've had clients that do really well doing it and they don't put that much time and effort in because they wanted that hybrid way yeah but they have put the time and effort in haven't they to a certain degree yeah well they have yeah, to do the setup with this first still. yeah they have to make sure it's got uh, you know because they can't just like just start just shoving videos out if they haven't actually set up their their social media the right way in the first place because otherwise you're just talk, talking to no talking to no one i do think if you've got if you're big enough um company and you've got somebody that can work in your business as a full-time social media like that's actually doing it that's, that sits with you day in day out then you can let them do it but you definitely can't outsource it yeah yeah but that's like the next level and obviously that's going to cost a lot more but yeah it's a it's a tough one but yeah, that, but also I think some people are the, they, they've bought into, property people are very guilty of this, I think. They've bought into, I must be visible. 
Yeah, they've got that, they've got that phrase, but they haven't quite sussed out what it is they need to be visible in and how. So one thing that you've probably got your pet hates as well, but I know to absolutely knows those stories where somebody's walking along the street, usually without a machine to take away the, the the wobble factor. So I feel quite ill watching it. But you're looking up their nose whilst they preach usually at something and you just go, this is turning me completely off of you. And I thought you were quite nice until I saw this. What are your sort of pet hates that you go, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Pity um, posts. On social media. I can't bear people who are like, oh, I've had such a terrible... And often people that use this mainly coaches really, um, are like, well, here's, I've had such a terrible hard life. All these awful things have happened to me and now I've turned it into a course. So why don't you be one of the 12? Buy my course. And, you know, they always turn it into a pitch as well. And and that absolutely, I just, sometimes I just want to go, why have you done this? But I don't. Or the person that like literally every single day they talk about how great their life is and how successful they are and blah, blah, for like three to six months. And then they go, oh, I've just had the worst six months of my life. Hang on a second. I've seen your post for every single day for the last six months. And you seem to be like smashing it and how great your team is and how brilliant you are. And there's one particular woman on LinkedIn and I saw on the other day and I thought, are you actually joking me that you're coming out and trying to make out that you've just had the most horrendous six months when every single day has been you like basically showing off about how successful you and your team are and how everyone hates you because you're so successful. But yet now you're saying, I've been a crap mum, friend, sister, you know, boss. It was just, the, I felt like going, oh, look at all your older, look at all your older thing, you know, posts and see what you've actually been putting. So that, so what you're really saying is that people people do actually notice and take stuff in. Yeah, then they sit, I think, obviously you can get away with a certain level of uh, BS, but not, not over a period of time. I think that's the important thing, really. Yeah, I think probably Anna and I pay more attention we, yeah. to this stuff than the average person. Yeah. So oh, maybe we oh, notice that's really... it more. Yeah, and I'm definitely more sensitive to it because it winds me up like mad. Particularly when you know we know of know of that person, or maybe we've had them on our podcast or whatever. And you know, some people occasionally when they when we stop recording are very different people and it's it? just like it's a shocker whereas Anna and I are definitely who we are <laughs> yeah. 24 7 and you know and actually part of sometimes part of social media that we know works is that poor me I was really t- downtrodden and I've turned it into this and now I'm really successful and that does make people gravitate and sometimes we go oh we need to be more like that but we both just can't do it and so no. you know we don't do it and actually we've managed to be successful with that doing it so yeah that's if that's if that's what you want to be taught on social media then definitely don't work with us because that's not our way thing is we it does work and like we could genuinely have like actual substance you know like real ones We've, everybody that's has. what's killed everybody like has, yeah that's what they? yeah but some don't. I've seen. <laughs> we well, I think that. most of the average people. Who yeah, most people have had some kind do. of, or they could create a. Yeah. You know, in fact, like, everybody yeah, has. I was yeah. here and now I'm there. Yes. Yeah, you can't get to. You can't have a, a any form of decent life without having encountered some something hardship, grim yeah. on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because something happens, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, we don't definitely. all have the same background. We've all encountered something. You know, everyone's always amazed that you know I set my property business up whilst moving nineteen times in twenty three years. It's madness. But that was my life. I couldn't, I didn't know anything else. Yeah. And, and what you did, I'm you always... worked with the reality you had. Yes. That's how Anise was brought but, up as well, weren't you? You had to move around a lot too when you were Not kid. as many times Not as that, that many, but, but my, yeah, My yeah. dad was but, in the army, so we did yeah. move around a fair bit, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that, so that I always find extraordinary because, you know, if I waited to find other people in the property world and moved that number of times, I'd be, you know, I'd be on a sort of 
little quiet corner. There, there wouldn't be many of us. So we all just have... But you could have used that as a reason for not being successful. Oh, I'd like to do this property, but I can't because of this reason. And, and it's about the stories you tell yourself, isn't it? And often, yes. like social media, I can't get out of social media because I'm not far enough along in my property journey or I haven't done this. That's or haven't. And a it's good all part one, yes. of the story you tell yourself. And anyone at any stage can get out there on social media. Yes, but and also trying hard not to mix too many messages. Sometimes property people get... Well, you know, I can think of a few who seem to be in property doing wanting to be a specialist in several areas and cryptocurrency and something else. And you're left going, what is it that you actually do? So do you have to be clear on your message if you're going to go out on social media? Yeah, that was Anna's problem back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, clarity is like the, the biggest thing, really, because if you... Um, and even if you do want to do different things, you really just need to go out and speak about like one or maybe two of those things. Because if you if you have too many things that you're talking about, people will just get confused and they won't know what you do. So I, at one point, I worked in recruitment for 17 years. So I was still a recruitment director. I was doing a bit of network marketing, doing some property sourcing, teaching people LinkedIn training as well. And different. then I started to get Savvy Club at the same time. But people, in all, in all honesty, just because I'm from Leicester and I used to speak about Leicester City, that's my football team, people would probably go, oh yeah, she supports, I know she supports Leicester City. You know, that would be the bit that'd stick or, or whatever. Or if you, if you did a bit of a poll, I think some people would say, oh, isn't she the one that, you know, I'm sure she does financial recruitment. Oh, I'm sure, sure she does property sourcing in Leicester so it's two two minutes and actually somebody put on my Facebook post the other day I thought you was doing property sourcing we've done this for four months four four years now by the way get savvy club since uh, 2019 and um some bloke that um I know from I know him from locally anyway and stuff but he, he put thought you was doing property sourcing before and I was like um, yeah, I was like, four <laughs> years, but, any, but anyways. <laughs> but, but, but also, but I think we, if you say we, too we many things, things. People, yeah. people think you're either really flaky or shit at them. Because if you're good at something, you make enough money to just do it. So if you've got a job and you're getting, you know, you're getting into property and you're starting to make money, most people, when they start to make enough money in property, will give up their job. Most, 99% of yeah. people. So that means they're good enough in property to make enough money to not have to work. And so if you've got a, like a, a big laundry list of different things you do then it must mean you're not all that good at each individual thing because you've got to keep adding on all the other stuff or that you're just flaky and can't concentrate on one thing and who wants to work with someone or invest in someone that's either not great at stuff or flaky yeah and they're you know, not going to be able not, to stick it's not it the qualities you have on your list is it yeah, because it is, it's hard. And if you are the type of person like me that I, I just like variety of different things. And yeah, in every single one of those areas, there was someone that was better at each of those things than me because they'd gone all in on that that one thing. Um, because And yep. I hadn't. I'd done like a bit of that, a bit of this, a bit of, you know, so wasn't giving the, the best to any of those things really. But it doesn't mean that you can't do other things because people think, oh, I, don't, I just want to... Uh, do one thing you of course you know with property um something might come up that lends itself to do a slightly different strategy doesn't mean that you'll go no i'm not doing that because you know i only do this i only do this and that's that you can actually uh do that but it just means when you're outwards talking about what you do you stick to one thing so that people know you for that and can not only will they get drawn to you but they can also refer people to you as well because they can think, oh, okay, like if anybody's struggling to use social media, I was actually speaking to one of our clients this morning that's at a um, property event all day today. I was like, don't forget, like if anyone's struggling, because obviously we pay referral fees and things. So she was like, yep, yep. So it's easy for people to refer as well if you just do one thing. But it doesn't mean you don't do other things. You can do other things, but just outwardly you need to be promoting the one thing. But also I think I was talking to a client last week who, who suddenly said, we were talking about his, his elevator pitch. 
And he said, I can't say the same thing because people will be bored. And I said, I don't think no. I'll remember what you said to me last month. You've got to repeat that, yourself that, so that, it gets into the heads, yeah. That, yeah, you just go, that's your ego, thinking that everyone remembers everything yeah, you yeah. say all the time. And also, adverts <laughs> don't like, dream up a new advert every time, do they? They do the same advert over and over again so that it gets into your head so that then you remember it and you you will hopefully go and buy the thing. Um, so, Marketing isn't the, rocket science, but at its base level, it is um, consistency and repetition. That's it. All it is. Absolutely. Because um, one of the things that I came away from your talk uh, when I saw it, Anna, was that you have those three C's, don't you? Clarity, confidence, and consistency. And you can go a long way with those three, can't you? Definitely. And it doesn't mean you need to be overconfident, braggy, arrogant, anything like that. It just means confident in your ability to do the thing that you do. Again, that comes from sticking with one thing for an amount of time. The people that struggle the most on who work with us, that are clients of ours, are the people that don't get the clarity uh, faster. They get there in the end, but if they've nailed that clarity and know, are super clear on what they're doing and what they, where they want to get to, they just fly. The ones that, and it is annoying because I, I actually blame the property education companies for this. Some of them, how they teach it is um, they go along and they teach them one strategy one month, they go the next month, get the heads turned by another strategy and then another. And it's like, oh, I, I'm going to get an apart hotel in York. And then the following month, oh, actually, I've learned about deal sourcing, so I'm going to do that hey, now. Hey, and we're like, thing at the moment, no, hey, everyone's doing what, HMOs. HMOs, bras, what? So, yeah, so but just, you know, stick, <laughs> choose one thing and stick, like, choose one thing and stick to it to, for 90 days at least, preferably you know, six months. We, um, someone bought our services and we give, uh, when anyone buys anything from us, because one of the things they struggle with is what the hell do I post about every day? While they're learning, we give them a, a post every day for six months. And so they can just put that out and start building, you know, some know, like and trust on that platform. So we had a, a guy bought that. And on day four of that content topic, he'd never been on LinkedIn before. So he set himself up on LinkedIn, followed our way to do that. And uh, on day four, he put something out and then he got someone contact him, met up, and he was an investor that had four or five million pounds in the bank and wanted to invest in him. And so we don't say that happens to everyone, but one of the reasons that happened for him, apart from our awesome content, was that he was really niche and he was the short lease guy. And that's all he did and that's all he focused on. So he looked like the expert in short-term leases and um, that's all he talked about. And so that guy was interested in investing in someone who was doing that. So he was the obvious candidate. Whereas if he talked about about loads of different things all the time then he wouldn't have stood out and he wouldn't have got yeah. that investment so yeah definitely pick one thing or if it was a generic like oh yeah I just help people get properties well why would he gravitate towards him he wouldn't would he it's only because he was super clear on what he was doing Yes, because the temptation is to think I can't. I, I, I must. I must speak to the world. I must be the person that appeals to everyone. How big is your I ego can't... if you think the whole world wants to hear from you? Also? But you feel like you're narrowing your potential to make money by narrowing down. It's like counterintuitive, but actually, it's the opposite. You think the money will disappear past you if you're not there to catch every last penny, whereas actually, if you are super clear that's what people hone in on yeah that's yeah. It's the same way you know if you've got a brain tumor you go to someone who's a an expert in brain tumors you don't go well you're a gp you've been to med school you operate on my head you know you don't go to the general practitioner when you know exactly what it is you want and it's the same in any kind of, so you've got to just think don't think like somebody who's trying to promote a business think like a consumer we're all consumers aren't we um so yes. think about how you like to buy how you do searches on the internet to find products and services that you want and we all try and narrow it down as much as possible so be narrower if that's a phrase 
Absolutely, niche down. But what three things do you think someone new to property and a novice perhaps can do? Because I know, uh, you know, Anna, you you did, I've not forgotten this about you, you said that you don't have any problem with pressing a button to see how what happens. Where most of us go, what what would I do if I press that, if I send, you know, will it, can I get it back? Will it destroy everything? You know, what three things can people safely do to start them off? I think if they are new to property, like you say, and new to, so- or do you mean new to property or new to social media or both? both quite often, both. you see, quite, quite often, both, yes. Yeah, yeah I would, um, do- an easy, easy way is just to post documenting about your journey. If you have gone along to a property networking, put a post out that you've gone to that property networking with a picture of the room that you're in, because you've already got people that you're connected to, potentially that are your friends family people you used to work with so just start letting the world know that this is what you intend to do and just do a little post could be a poll could be a literally just a picture of where you are and just let people know that you're doing it that that would be a first good step I guess and then it's just a basic post and if if you panic and for whatever reasons people comment you don't like the comments or, or you're not comfortable with it or whatever you can edit it and and or you can just delete it if you want but that's a, that's an easy way of getting started <laughs> you are allowed to delete yeah. aren't you yeah, yeah yeah you can delete the post yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think in in my day in marketing, it was all print marketing because I'm just like older than the internet. And um, so, you know, when we made a mistake, we really made a mistake. And there's been some corkers in my time, not all made by me, but one yeah, of the sure, ones made by me. Yeah, she always says a friend or someone she works one, with. One of the ones made by me was to send, I was working at, in a marketing department of a bank at the time, and I sent a million brochures to print with the name of the bank misspelt on the reverse of the brochure the back page and um like seven people had read that as well and agreed it but your eyes turn things around when you read them and luckily for me that the guy minding the machine overnight was bored so picked one up to read it and spotted it and stopped the machine run which he absolutely wasn't allowed to do he could have got sacked for it but uh, it was the right thing to do luckily luckily I had balls and did it and it didn't end up going to print which would probably have cost me my job but but, you know, that compared to putting out a post where you get a negative comment that you can delete or ignore, um, you know, they don't compare really. So, yeah, just give it a go. And it's yeah. absolutely So if right. you're a bit of a gra- grammar, you know, grammar girl or whatever, or grammar, you care a lot about your grammar and you've you've used the wrong there or something, uh, you can quickly go oh, in. Yeah, and, don't use the wrong yeah, there. Yeah, don't. I can't bear <laughs> but it. But it, it does panic you a bit if you do, if you think, if, like, you, you can jump back in and change it <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah, I'm very badly dyslexic, so I can spell my own name wrong. So I do have to always check it. And there are terrible occasions that you cannot delete something before someone has been reading it and, and commented. And you go, oh, no, yeah. what do I do yeah. now? But you can also get something like Grammarly, which is, you know, a free thing. You can you can put that on your laptop, whatever, and it'll just check it for you as you go through. And some yeah. those things are really I have easy. to say, though, threads... On threads, you can't edit things. So don't use threads if you're uh, worried about that. Well, that'll be, that'll be so not me then, because, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you know, complete. It'll look as if I'm speaking Greek. And actually, it's just because <laughs> I'm completely Well, with me, everything. it's like the thread. And then underneath the thread is me like, asterisks and then like telling them what I've done wrong and then often that's wrong so I put it again underneath like so basically just like what I would have edited it as but like three threads there if it's wrong so yeah but I also think to, that for people who are new to it all you know having spent 
25 years in an office behind a laptop, going to networking meetings or looking at property, doing property training, looking at buying property, looking at different property strategies. It's super interesting to someone who'd be at work, you know, another day in the office clock watching. And if I'd known all of that was going on when I was in the office, then, uh, you know, I didn't even really know about networking because people in businesses don't go to networking meetings, like in big corporate businesses like I, you don't need to. And I didn't even know they existed and they're a fantastic place to go and meet new people. Um, if even if you don't ever get any work from it. So to talk about what you're doing is really, you might not think your life's interesting or that you've made it yet or you're far enough ahead or you're not a success, but all those things you're doing to get to where you want to be are really interesting. And there might be someone who's a bit behind you who's never even thought about doing all these things that you inspire to go and find out about property and, you know, have a whole new retirement fund that they never could have had if you hadn't put that LinkedIn post out. Yeah, another, another, um, yeah. yeah, another, another thing, if you are new, is um start building up your audience because it's no good having social media and you've only got like a handful of people that you're connected to because you, you're just gonna it's, it's soul destroying and when you go out with things you're not going to get interaction you're not getting engagement so try and reach out and connect with other people as well and it is a shortcut isn't it when when um you know you're at a networking meeting actually you don't know many people and like you know i i go around the country talking at meetings and things and it was often someone will come up and go, oh, I, you know, and they'll mention something that I've put out on social media or I put out on my podcast or they've seen me on somebody's training video. And for a moment, I think, Hannah, oh, no, so they know that. Yeah, yeah. You it's feel a disadvantage not- having a, a podcast sometimes, especially if someone comes up and says, I've been listening to your podcast. I think, ah, what do you... <laughs> what, what, you- what does I say? <laughs> great, though, yeah, isn't it's it? good. Uh, yeah, at least they've already had a chance to sort of like... um if they don't like, you're not going to come up and speak to you, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're going to just go, oh, it's that woman from that podcast. I'm not interested. Absolutely. But likewise, I've had guests who um, I've had on because they're not known. They've been beavering away on their own. They've had fantastic results. And they do something that I know everybody else who listens to my podcast will really, really value. Um, and then, you know, a few months later, they just go, I, 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 to tell you the truth, I was really nervous about coming on and, and talking about my, sub, my my story or whatever it is I've done with them because they can't edit it and all the rest of it. But people have been ringing me up and going, I've been listening to you. I found you on the podcast. I then followed you on social media. I've now met you in the flesh. We need to work together. And is that not exactly what we want in property? And people are generally nice, aren't they? I know there are a few like assholes on social media um, who sometimes ruin it for everyone else. But 99.9% of people are friendly, they're helpful, they're kind, you know, they're communicative and just generally nice people. Yes. And so I, I'm the story, I'm because sadly we can't talk about the subject for hours, although I know we'd love to. I'm getting the, I'm getting the feeling from both of you that th- this is something we have to embrace as property people. We can't get away with pretending that we can only go somewhere in person yeah. or It's or not whatever. going away, is it? To... Let's be honest. No, it's not. People... Although we do occasionally have something that comes into the world and tells us they're yes. the next great social media and then yeah. they vanish again. Yeah, yeah. But we've all got to master wherever it is that we want to work in. Um, and then just, I think, enjoy it to a certain degree. Yeah, that's an important so, thing, actually. Use the social media account that you enjoy the most. So if that happens to be TikTok, use that. If it happens to be LinkedIn, use that. Whichever, wherever you're most comfortable and what you enjoy, gravitate towards that because there's enough people on e- any of them 
that you that you can get people to be working with you. But what I love is when we have clients and we've had loads of them that like aren't on any social media, don't like social media, are really resistant to it, but kind of it's a necessary evil. And we get them on it. They start getting business through it and um, reaching their goals. And they actually go, do you know what? I like it now. I've met some really nice people. And some some people they've met on LinkedIn that they've then gone to meet in real life and, you know, become friends. And actually the byproduct is that not only does it help them to reach their goals, but they quite enjoy it as well. And that's that's lovely. Yeah, it's like networking on steroids, really, isn't it? You know, if you go out yes, to, it to is. meet people at networking, then it's the same thing, but just online. And the great thing about doing it on social media is you don't have to look in the whites of the eyes of the people as you do this, which you do you when do you're actually your in the room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> dead easy. <laughs> How can you ever reject something you can do without even brushing your teeth? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I hope that everyone listening today will have taken away quite a few things. Now, where, where if they've never come across you, where can they find you to? Unsurprisingly, we're on most social media platforms. If, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yes. So if you if you go to LinkedIn and search our names, Anna Geary, Anita Baldwin, or you can like basically just search the, uh, at Get Savvy Club on Instagram. Or oh, we've got a website, getsavvyclub.co.uk. Yeah. So you can go to our website and find us that way. Yeah, absolutely. And for, uh, bizarrely, I asked you spell savvy, S-A-V-V-Y. Being dyslexic, I only put one y, one V in because oh, I yes. thought oh, it can't does, possibly yeah. have no. two Vs. What came up? Oh, all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely. But that that all your um, uh, spellings and everything will be in the show notes as well. So I hope lots of people connect with you. And in fact, you you partner with PIN, I know, don't you? So they will be able to, anyone who's, who wants to know more about you needs to go down and find where you're speaking. Yeah, we've done cause... quite a lot already. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we've probably yeah. already been to like a city or, or area near them because we've been doing loads. We've done like 30 or something so far. Uh, of the 50 that I think there are but yeah we've uh, but we we talk at other events if you want to get started actually we do have like a free four-day challenge you can sign up for on our website I believe um and it just gives you it's all done on email so it's like no pressure and it'll just send you a little thing to do each day for four days like a type of post to put out or something like that um and you can just give it a go and get started that way Oh, well, fun. I'll send you Another the link challenge. Um, so that we can oh, put absolutely. that in the show notes. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that is such a nice, easy way of getting in, isn't there? Because actually, um, it's almost like Nanny's telling you how to do yeah, it. And, and you can blame you us never, as well. You never, never go across Nanny, do you? So <laughs> once, once you've realised that actually this stuff is fun and, and you've got to find your own space, then, you know, world's your oyster, isn't it? Yeah, because you only get better at stuff by doing it, so... The longer you leave to do it, the harder it will feel to you. So that's why this challenge is great and loads of people have been through it and they all love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. I can't I can't thank you both enough for having come together on what's actually a very windy and blustery day here. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah, and these are podcast people, so of course they can listen to our podcast as well. We'll give you the podcast link. Oh, yes. I forget that's that. That's how I found you. Yeah. See, that's how I yeah. found you. Originally, yeah. Um, Yes, um, and I'd been listening to you for ages. It, it never occurred to me that other people wouldn't. You see, isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. It never occurred to me that other people wouldn't have found your podcast. Can quite believe they wouldn't have seen you on social media or on whatever. But because sound is my medium, yeah. um, that's where I assumed everyone would find you. But what's the name zone. of your your podcast? It's called Property Marketing Made Easy. But the best way to find it is to put Get Savvy Club in, and that's Savvy with two, two V's, um, and then we'll come up. 
Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for Thanks having for having us. us. Well, I hope their comments have made some people feel braver about what we all need to do on social media. In fact, uh, we don't all need to be everywhere on social media. We need to just be where our clients are and talking about us in the right way that's correct for us and us only. Now, it's all about being strategic. I know my clients all leave my strategy sessions with a social media plan because it's vital to get right. It's got to be tailored for each of us individually. What will work for one person is not right for another. The message will be slightly different and how they want to run and how often they want to post and even how visible you want to be needs to be strategically thought about. And that's the biggest takeaway for me. In order to be really successful on social media, You don't just have to flood the marketplace with you dancing or whatever it is you feel you need to do. I don't think many of us, luckily, in property investors do that, but get my drift. It's just got to be telling your message in the right way, on the right platform, as often as is required. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business.